Welcome to Jumping the String Podcast. Jumping the String Podcast. Dedicated to the wildlands and the wild places we love. Based in western Montana, Jumping the String brings you the best hunting and fishing of the backcountry. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. So we had some technical difficulties on this last episode. This this episode is going to start at about seven minutes in from when we started recording. We had some some issues pop up. So we're going to be talking about uh, smoking some meats. Uh, I had a little disaster regarding some elk sticks I was making, some pepperoni sticks, that when my Traeger temperature sensor malfunctioned, it Bumped up my uh, temp to three, 390 or 400 degrees or something and totally roasted my pepperoni stick. So that's what we're talking about now. Let's jump right in. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty um, pretty demoralizing. So now we've got a... I'm looking into getting one of them, the Pit Boss ones. They're like just like the Traeger, but they're about three or 400 bucks cheaper. So I've heard good things about them. Um, There's some like really generic off-brand ones on Amazon too. Um, Some stuff you can find online that's significantly cheaper. So I might look into that, but um, man, I just love smoking meats. There's just something about smoking meats. Oh, it's nothing like getting up at like 5 a.m., like putting, you know, getting your coffee, going out there, starting to trigger, starting to pit boss. Getting that wood wood going and then throwing something on there and just just waiting all day for it. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's like an it's like an investment. You know, it's like you're you're putting something away in a savings account. And you're gonna check on it yep. later and see how much it's grown. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's so good. I I did a my first big smoke. I did like two years ago was uh a 10 pound pork butt and I smoked it for 12 hours and I like pulled it off and it just like disintegrated in your mouth. I'm like, Oh, this is like what the gods have talked about. You're making me hungry. (laughs) 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 All right. So, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about some gear with you. So have you, have you gotten anything dialed in for, um, your trip this year? The, uh, I've been looking at some boots, and I think I'm going to either go with the Schnees. I'm going to get, like, the mid ones that are not for warm weather, but not for – I'm not going to be sweating. My my feet aren't going to be wet socks after I yeah. do you hike around. Have, uh, do you usually have sweaty feet? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my biggest downfall. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably you probably want like a mid, mid level, mid grain boot there so that you don't um, melt your feet off. Oh, the worst is when I'm going out like hunting, putting out decoys, then my feet get so sweaty, and then I just sit there all day, and then they just freeze to death. Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't matter if I, it doesn't matter if I get two thousand gram boots or the lightest boots. I'm, my feet are still freezing. <laughs> it, it's my biggest downfall. Yeah, it sucks when you get 
you're cruising along and you think you're good. Like you're extremely comfortable, even yeah. on like a strenuous hike. And you're like, man, this is good. I like got the perfect amount of clothes on and you're just cruising through, cruising through the trail, cruising through the woods, like your uh, Goldilocks, you know, looking out for the three big, big bad wolves. And then you yeah, stop then you go for to sit like down two and... minutes and then you're freezing cold. It's like, holy smokes, yeah. this is bad. Yeah. Like, usually if I have a long walk to a deer stand or something, I'll just wear a sweatshirt. So, I might be cold walking out there. Then when I start setting up decoys or getting the tree stand, I'll put a bigger, you know, after we relax setting up decoys, I'll put a bigger jacket on. Because if I put my big jacket on while I'm doing that and sweat and then I sit down, I'm not lasting long. Or if I do last long, I am just absolutely miserable the whole time. Oh, yeah. So, anytime you're doing physical activity out in the in the cold whether it's hunting fishing or otherwise so you need to start out cold you need to start out a little bit colder than you than you want to and then work your way up till you're comfortable with some a little bit of physical activity yeah yeah so i've been looking at boots um What's that? I was trying to think. I could. I was going to text you the other day. What was that pack that you have that you said it's like three hundred and fifty bucks or something like that? The, uh, the, the one that pack. I, the one that I bought recently. Yeah. The uh, Eberly Stock F one. Yes, that's what I was, I was trying to think of it the other day. So, I've been looking at packs. Um, my my buddy actually uh, is getting rid of a three hundred eight, so I'm going to go look at that soon and. And see if uh, that's something I'm interested in. And then, nice. And then been looking. Yep, been looking at some new hunting apparel. Been looking at some first light stuff. Um, been real interested in that for a while. So I'm, but I yeah, I've been doing my research, getting kind of antsy on wanting to go. And I'm actually here in the next week or so. I'm picking up a new hunting rig to the drive out there oh nice a whole new rig eh? yep yep i uh what do you get i don't think uh my uncle has a 2019 f-150 and uh he just bought he just he pre-ordered like two years ago a 2022 f-150 yeah so i was talking to him the other day um and I was like, you going to get rid of that or did you trade it in? He's like, no, I'm going to sell it. I was like, he's like, you interested? I was like, yeah, because uh, I think my truck's on its last leg. I got 245,000 miles on it. So uh, <laughs> I don't think Time that's going to gonna make the trip. I don't think it's going to make the trip to Montana. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you you wouldn't want to try to get something reliable. There's definitely a lot of old rigs on the road. I used to have a couple that did good, but. I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, your man. Jeep. Every time yeah, your I Jeep take that it, was yeah, your Jeep that was like two had like four VIN numbers. <laughs> yeah, the four four VIN number Jeep, the the eighty eight Cherokee. Man, that was a nice rig, and then it blew up on the mountain. But uh, but that thing got me down like thirty miles from the top of that damn mountain, just coasting <laughs> all the that way is back ins- down. <laughs> that is insane. You were lucky you made it down. <laughs> yeah, and then it uh, nearly flipped over 
I went into a ditch because the steering finally went out in it and it just locked up. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a good rig. They uh those those 80s model Cherokees had a really shitty cooling system that's notorious for going bad. So that's was and the it, demise of it, mine and I it just so stop. happened to ha- happen to yours. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop every once in a while because it um it blew out everything the radiator hose the um the heater core everything it blew it all out and so i had to like every thousand yards or so had to stop go walk down to the creek off the road come back up (laughs) pour it straight creek water into the radiator because i had that's good for it that's that's what they're made (laughs) for yeah. Oh, I knew it was done. I knew it was done. And I already already gone through, you know, two gallons of antifreeze or whatever. <laughs> so I was already out of antifreeze and I was just pouring pure creek water into this, <laughs> this damn radiator. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, it's done. There's no way. Because I bought the thing for, you know, 500 bucks or whatever. And uh, yeah, get your only use thing out wrong of it. with it, <laughs> only thing wrong with it was the guy had the rear um, drive shaft. Or the uh, front drive shaft uh, taken off because he thought it was broken. He's just clueless. But so threw that back in and had a working four by four rig within you know two two weeks of moving out here. So that was good. No, that's you need something like that. That's if if I lived out there, I'd probably just keep my truck and then just beat the piss out of it in the in the mountains until it finally just gave way. So I because I had my work. I have my truck and then I have my work car because I don't trust my truck to drive the work anymore. Uh, so I got a guy that actually wants to do a two for one deal. He's going to buy both my car and truck. So I get rid of him at the same time. So All pretty right. stoked about that. Two for. <laughs> yeah. He texted me the other day. It's actually one of my buddies. He's said, said, Hey, I wrecked my, uh, winter beater. You got, can I take your truck? I said, I said, yeah. I said, I'll even throw in a Volkswagen with it too, if you want. I just seen just <laughs> testing the waters, and he said, yeah. He said, how how is this much for both? And I said, you got it. He's like, all right, sold. I'll come pick them up next week. <laughs> oh, nice. So when are you picking up your new rig? Uh, still waiting to hear from my uncle when I can go grab it. Um, he lives out in it's in North Carolina, so uh, I'm gonna go see have to make... again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, so I'm I'm gonna try planning it with Ro if he's off because he's not that far if we can meet halfway because my uncle's in Raleigh and that's like two hours from Ro so I'm gonna see if I can I plan on leaving on like a Friday after work get there early Saturday and then hang out Saturday and leave leave early Sunday and and then come back. Nice, right on. How far of a drive is it? It's like. To Raleigh, it's like 13 and a half hours. Nice. It's not too bad. I I got a couple of buddies that want to go with, too, so we might make a, you know, we'll be able to get there, switch off drivers and stuff. Yeah, Saturdays are for the boys. Yep, Saturdays for, are for the boys for going to pick up trucks in North <laughs> Carolina. Right on. So. Yeah, your, uh, your deadline is right around the corner for putting in for your um, yeah. elk and deer permits coming up. So make sure you're uh, you're going on the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks website. Get your account started. 
so you can uh, start following that and, okay. and get your get your money in, get your name in the hat, and then uh, get drawn. Yeah, you just get the just get the combo permit because it's it's system. Know, it's only a few hundred bucks more, so you can shoot either or. So yeah, it's definitely better to do that so you're not just trying to draw for one thing and and you know instead of two. Yep, and we'll just go for. We'll get you any elk. Um, hopefully, it's got oh. horns on it, and uh, we'll try to get you a nice, decent buck out here. So, try and get you a mule deer since you got plenty of white tails on the wall. Try and get you a mule deer. No, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, we've been at my buddy's property that is out in Knox that we've been hunting that he just purchased. Uh, he's been feeding them corn to make sure they, you know, seeing if they drop any antlers yet and seeing what's still around. And we got a picture of two does standing up on their hind legs fighting over the corn last night. It was pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> they are doing a good old boxing match. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, our, uh, our local deer herd's been coming right up to the house and trying to eat all the green grass that's up next against the house still that doesn't have a ton of snow on it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like trying to find anything that's, that's not covered in snow. Yeah, anything that's not covered and not dead. Did, have you seen? A, I saw that one buck you sent a picture of. That was a. That's a very nice muley. I'd be overjoyed if I if I seen one like that. Yeah, a a two hundred inch five by five. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I'd have to I'd like probably, carry my, it down. Fi- You'd be in shock. My five year old self would uh, probably get the buck fever real bad, and that take probably a couple seconds to calm down. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I had that happen like I think two years into my hunting career. We were hunting at my dad's prop friend's property, and I, you know, twelve, thirteen years old, I was falling asleep because not used to getting up that early, yep. and uh, I was nodding off. And my dad's like, "Big buck, big buck, Cole, big buck," and I'm like, I look up and I just see this dude. I, from my eyes, I mean, it could have been one. 30 to 150 but like even my dad said it was probably like a 190 inch deer and i i did i just was shaking so bad he's like shoot shoot (laughs) and i shot and we looked all around for blood and we found a pile of white hair with the muzzleloader plastic tip laying in it so i gave him a a freaking haircut from the bottom of his belly (laughs) oh no my dad was not disappointed. He's like, I'm so sorry you missed that. That was a deer of a lifetime. And I just, it's still, dude, it's still haunts me to this day. <laughs> and you were like I six have, years old. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could, I could have been, I could have had the biggest buck of my life two years in. And I just got the worst buck fever. I've like, I've shot deer since then. And, you know, I still get excited, but, oh, I just remember looking in the scope and just like it bouncing up and down and just I, I should have made a more ethical shot. Thank God I didn't just wound the deer, but uh I just remember thinking it was on the vitals and just pulling and praying. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Now that I've seen it on the hunting channel, like I remember like, man, these these guys that do this for a living don't do this and it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah, I just uh I found whenever um now something pops out in front of me pretty quick. You know, it's hard. It's hard to get settled and get 
get calm quickly. Mm-hmm. But anytime I spot something in the in the spotter or through my binos, or I see it in a distance coming in, or I hear something coming, um, and you feel that initial like rush, that, of rush. excitement and adrenaline. And then you know, yeah. as soon as you pull up your your bow, it's gonna you're gonna be shaking like a leaf. So I just take a bunch of deep breaths and I tell I just whisper to myself or say to my head, just be calm, be calm, be cool, be cool, yep. relax, be cool. And that seems to, if I tell that to myself, that seems to help significantly, as opposed to oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, like. You're just like, calm down, calm down. Oh, and then they start getting worse and worse. And you're like, oh, shit, what am I doing? Yeah, so that's what I found it works for me is to just whisper to myself or say in my head, you know, be calm, be cool. And then, you know, if I'm not ready, I'm just not ready and I don't take a shot, you know, just yep. is what it is. So but, I've done uh, I've done that plenty of times. I've just I've been I've pulled up and just was shaking too bad. I'm like, oh, I got to put it back down. Just yeah, it's like I don't want to even. I don't even know. I'm gonna send this thing to a different zip code if I don't. <laughs> if I yeah, don't calm down. <laughs> yeah. So Nick, where where do you live at? How far? Like, is it like all gravel roads by you? Um, yeah, for a few miles, we um kind of live off um. Just live off a highway, not like a a big interstate, just a small highway, and then you mm-hmm. like a route two in, in in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, and then you um, hop on a dirt road and drive up into the hills a little ways, and um, we're at the base of the Sapphire Mountains, so um, we got wolves, bears, mountain lions, deer, elk, got all of it, so. Have you ever seen a mountain lion out by you? Um, not out here. I've seen one in Colorado before. Um, and I've seen one in, well, I think I saw one, um, in Idaho, but I might not have. I wasn't quite sure. I thought I saw its tail and a back foot, but it mm-hmm. could have been a bobcat because it was kind of far away. I didn't get a solid look at it, but. No, just one in Colorado about ten years ago, and maybe one in Idaho three years ago. I'll have to I'll have to find the video my buddy sent me a while back. He lives in Colorado, and he had a ten yard encounter with a mountain lion, and he was very close to pulling oh, yeah. the trigger on his pistol. He yeah, it was dude. just coming at him. It, it was coming at him, and he was like screaming at it, pointing the gun at it. And he had, it was from a GoPro point of view, so you just see the gun. And you see him going back and forth at the mountain lion. And it finally just just loses interest and walks away. I'm like, he said he like he said he felt like he someone something was like tracking him. And then like he looked behind him and like 50 yards behind him, there's this mountain lion just creeping oh. behind him. I'm like, <laughs> it's so creepy, man. Yeah, that just like sends chills Especially up my spine because you know they're there out here mm-hmm. you know they're there it's like they could be watching you they could be following yeah. you and you're never gonna see them <laughs> yeah until it's way too late <laughs> yeah did you see that video of that guy that filmed it on his cell phone a mountain lion like 10 feet away and it kept yeah. like 
lunging at him and lunging at him, and then he eventually had to shoot it. Yeah. At like six feet or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. I mean, my first instinct, even if it was 10 yards away, would be pull that damn trigger. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, t- I'm not, I'm not, because if it gets that close, I'm going to fumble and it's game over for me, bud. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. We'll just be sleeping in Grizz country. We might go, uh, <laughs> We might go out by Yellowstone where there's some more elk, and um, we'll get into some wolves and bears too. So that'll be fun. Hey, I've I've camped in a tent in Africa across the river from a pack of lions. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's that good. that was probably one of the sketchiest things I've ever encountered. Was just waking up at like two a.m. just hearing this huge male lion is roaring all night and the only thing that's protecting me is a 90 pound soaking wet tribal member outside with a spear (laughs) oh man yeah and you guys are young too right like 13 14 or something like that yeah wow yeah that was uh if i could do that i think i'll be okay with a pistol next to me and uh and I got you you and maybe someone else with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is your buddy going to try to come out? Yep, yep, he is uh pretty game for it. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. We'll um might not all shoot bulls, but uh we got a good shot hey. at at least somebody getting one. No, we and, um, got a good shot at everybody going home with at least a cow and uh and a buck, so that'll be fun. Nope, that's what we were talking about that because I work out with him every morning. And he said, "I don't care if it's a cow, bull, whatever. If it's if it's in range and we're getting meat off of it, that's all I'm looking forward to." Yep, right on, man. Yep, I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I saw. I looked good. up the I looked up the hours. It's 23 hours. Yeah. It's, uh... From experience, it's about 26 if you stop yeah. for, for gas, food, and and Red Bulls. So. <laughs> We're definitely going to need plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll just come in and um, um, if we're starting um, if we're starting out by Yellowstone, I might drive out there and meet you guys, and that'll save you about mm-hmm. four hours of drive time. Um because it'll only take you 16 to get to Montana, and then it's another, <laughs> and then it's another eight to get from the east side to where I'm at. So, well, yeah, well, that's like when my parents go to the Keys every year. They get to Florida in 14 hours, and then they got another six to seven hours driving all the way through uh, Florida. Brutal. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the same man. state in the same state for seven hours same scenery same everything <laughs> yeah you're getting closer to your destination but you're just like man i'm in florida like it shouldn't take this long yeah yeah that's awesome well i think yep. i'm gonna call it there cole i've got a couple yep. things i've got a couple things but i want to save them for the next one hopefully okay. we can have the other boys on do a little round table um, so yep. I'm going to save some of the content for that. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, make sure you get on 
the Montana Fish and Game website to get your account set up, and then yeah, get your, you and your buddy. I'll tell my buddy to do that deadline, too. So, yeah, and then um, don't it, it can't it might be a little confusing. So just let me know if you need help. Um, there's YouTube videos and stuff, but uh, don't okay. worry about any of the B licenses yet, um, unless you want to draw a specific one, which I might tell you which ones to draw or try to put okay. it for. But those will be at a later date for you for a resident or non-resident but just worry about getting that that general deer elk combo okay i could do that all right folks well thanks for listening in um just a short one today make sure to check us out on instagram at jumping the string send us an email uh jumping the string at gmail.com cole where can they find you Find me on the old Instagram at Colbashore93, and then on the Facebook at just Colbashore, and hopefully be posting some TikTok soon at Colbashore697. Nice. So Right on, man. That's all we got for you this week, guys. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Jumping the String Podcast. Check back soon for new episodes. 